DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It's time to welcome in Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. He joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Steve, good morning. Good morning, guys. So, the Jazz are suddenly 3-3. You know, it was 3-1. They were up by 15. They'd blown the Nuggets out twice. It looked like this series was done, done and dusted. What happened? (laughs) Well, Jamal Murray uh, decided to show up, and in a big way. Uh, You know, I I think you watching this series, and, and obviously it's a very even series, and statistically, I mean, even yesterday's games, I mean, both teams are shooting really, really well. Um, and, and Donovan Mitchell and uh, has obviously been really special, as has Jamal Murray. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But, <clears throat> you know, it, it, this is a game of momentum, man. And uh, these are all pros. And even though we may not know them, and uh, different people step up at different times. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, for you look at the Nuggets, there's been times Millsap, kind of a journeyman, long, been in the league a long time, all of a sudden he'll come up with a big basket. Porter, who has been really, really quiet at times during, you know, all of a sudden Morris comes in and knocks a basket down. It, it's been different people for both teams, but, but at the end of the day, I think the story is about Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell and, and uh, what kind of adjustments are going to be made and, what what are they going to do to to make this different than it's been the last three games? Because certainly the Jazz uh, have been in a position to win this thing and close it out, um, but they're going to need contributions as well. Uh, you know, Gobert has to be you know he's got to be a fifteen to twenty guy. Ingles has got to be a ten to twelve guy. Clarkson can't be a one for six three point. I mean, and Clarkson's done so many good things for this team, but he has to shoot the ball better. Um, so. Everybody's going to be ready. They're going to get the best effort and the best preparation and the best execution they can give us at the end of a, end of a series. But uh, I think the, the biggest question will be, what will the adjustments be in terms of guarding Jamal Murray? Um, having Gary Harris helps, having him back. Uh, <clears throat> but he, he's going to be a defender in this deal and makes occasional baskets. But a lot of it's just going to come down to the game plan for Jamal Murray. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, watching him go off. I hate to bring up a painful memory. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're going to Denver, people. I see it. Oh, jeez. March 18th, 2004. <laughs> oh. We were, I was there. I don't know if you were there, DJ. I was in the Pepsi Center. Steve Cleveland was in the Pepsi Center. But it, and, and Jerry McNamara goes off for 43. But yet, yet. You know, uh, I don't want to – it's probably more painful. A certain uh, guy who shouldn't have been shooting a three shot a three late in the game. I think it was an air ball. So the point I'm making is that, you know, McNamara went off, but you were right there to win the game. And it was literally a possession right there. So his 43 could have been like Mitchell's 43, whatever. You know, nobody cares what you're scoring in a losing effort. The winning team doesn't. So even though McNamara went off out of nowhere for 43, you had that game and it got away from you right at the end. Whereas the Jazz, 
I can't say that they've had these games. They didn't. They didn't really have game six uh, down the stretch. It felt like it was Denver's game comfortably. So what can be done to change the strategy? Because allowing somebody to go off is okay if you're losing. I mean, if the other team is losing, but the Nuggets are winning. So what kind of adjustments can they make? You know, I appreciate you bringing that game up too this morning. You make my day. I know, Steve. Uh, Steve, I just want to be clear. You and I, you don't have a thing going on, Steve. I, I would have never done that. We got I will a tell you something that you you may not know about that. So you know, it's interesting, and it will apply to what we're going to talk about. <clears throat> so we obviously executed against their zone, and I remember Jim Beheim came up to me afterwards, and he says, <clears throat> "In all my years of NC two A tournament experience." I've never gotten that. No, no team has ever taken me out of the zone. He said, uh, you guys shot it. I mean, we, we were having, you know, dunks from the backside from the guards. And Rafael Ruggio was having a huge night. And we, we were playing well. And we're up 12, 13, 14 in that game. And, they, and they, get out of the, they get out of the zone for the first time in his history as a coach in the NC2A and just lock us up defensively, which – forced us into a few bad shots, and, and, I, and it just took our tempo away because we were running every offensive zone set we could do. We were getting backside dunks and against the zone, and they didn't have an answer. And obviously, you know, the guard was knocking shots down from all over the place, but I'm, I'm still convinced today if he hadn't made that adjustment, it didn't matter if McNamara had 40 or 50, they weren't going to beat us because we were scoring at a clip that we, we, the zone attack was perfect, and uh, he had to get out. You know, he made an adjustment, which really, McNamara gets a lot of credit, but the credit for the winning that game was the coaching staff because when they went to man, they were physically and stronger than us in a lot of positions and just kind of overwhelmed us. And you know, we had, had a pretty sizable lead in that game. So I think the same thing applies. We can apply this to the, to the Jazz and to the Nuggets. I think that we're in a situation right now where the Jazz are going to have to make some adjustments. And it doesn't have to be wholesale adjustments, but you've got to do something to get the ball out of Jamal Murray's hands. And, I, you know, I, I watched the game. I listened to the commentary and, and, you know, all the different things that were said. But at the end of the day, uh, he, he can't go for 50. I mean, Jokic is going to get 20 to 30 no matter what. Uh, I, I don't know that Jeremy Grant is going to have 18 points again in a game. Uh, but certainly getting Gary Harris back does make them better defensively. I don't know if he'll score, but his, his presence defensively and having another guard in the floor really does help the Nuggets. Not that he, you know, he scored four points, but his presence was, was kind of known there and felt they needed him. But I think the key thing is just like Jim Beheim did against Steve Cleveland in, in 2004, the Pepsi Center, I think adjust, some adjustments are going to have to be made. And they don't have to be wholesale adjustments. They could be defensive adjustments when you're coming out of timeouts, dead balls, uh, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, they could be, hey, we're going to start the game playing it straight up uh, and start the second quarter, and all of a sudden you run somebody at him. I mean, the thing about Jamal Murray is he's so good in transition that, and he just pushes the envelope constantly that it's hard to just – have a set plan, hey, we're going to double them every time. Well, that's, that's easier said than done. But I think there has to be a plan. Uh, I don't think the Jazz want to go to this game, have him go for 45 or 50 again, and look back and go, whoa, 
we we didn't really make an adjustment. And I'm hey, listen. These are really really smart coaches. Uh, they'll they'll have a plan and they'll figure it out. Uh, but they're also the Jazz are also going to need to offensively. The numbers are fine. I mean, they're shooting forty five percent like yesterday, fifty percent. Eighteen. You you figure if you go eighteen for thirty six from the three, that you're going to win a game like that. Unfortunately, the Nuggets were eighteen for thirty six as well. Yeah. And both teams are sharing the ball. So uh, I think more than anything, I think the offense will take care of itself. Uh, but they're going to have to make some adjustments. And, and for the record, the NCAA always screwed you on seed. You should have got a way better seed. You shouldn't have yeah, had to play true. the teams that you played, but they didn't give you a good seed. Your teams are better than the seed that you had. So we'll, we'll yeah, just put thank that in you. there, too. You know, it, it, was, it was ironic that, that – uh, Every team we played had been a national champion either the year yeah. before. Or UConn, <laughs> I mean, yeah, UConn, Syracuse. UConn <laughs> Syracuse, Cincinnati. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't like BYU. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, they, and then the one year they seeded us to play a Thursday. I think it was a, a Friday Sunday game. Right. Oh, I remember. That yeah, work yeah. But anyway, that was, you know what, looking back on that 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 game in the Pepsi Center, though, I mean, it was painful and hurtful, and it took a while to get over that. But that is a fun game to watch on film. Michael, Mike Hall had a couple of huge dunks on the backside. There's a 6'3 guard dunking over Hakeem Warwick in the back of his own. So, uh, but those things don't necessarily win games, but thanks for bringing it up again. <laughs> he only brought up the seating because he felt bad about bringing the other one up. He's just even. No, I believe that was like it. a makeup call. It was, it was a, makeup a makeup call. call. You're <laughs> right. You're right. It was. But I also believed both those two years. I think it was up in Washington and over in Denver. You got crappy seeds. Your seating was not. It was way lower than the caliber of the season that you had. But it's neither here nor there now. But that's what I felt I at the time. Okay, so there are a lot of uh, high school coaches, wannabe college and uh, pro coaches who are thinking, okay, Murray's going off, double him. But the problem with that is I feel like the ball's going to end up in the joker's hands and it's four on three, and that would be a huge problem. Uh, Is that how it would play out? Well, you know, here's the thing. So I I don't think that you can just straight up Run a guy at him in half court. When, when first of all, they're already you, you can bet Denver's prepared for this. And Jokic is, you know, one of the very smartest guys on the floor. You know, at both ends of the floor, really, really high IQ. They, they would, you know. I mean, then you're you're hoping guys miss, and uh, and and he can just do so much damage himself. So I don't I don't think that what uh, number one. I think they're going to have a couple of different components to this plan. I, I think there are going to be dead ball situations where they can come at them, especially when you've got less than 10 seconds in the shot clock or eight seconds in the shot clock. And I, and I will tell you this, that I remember coaching and, and being in situations like that. So sometimes you play it straight and then all of a sudden, you know, you get in a situation because there's so much transition in this game. And, and Jamal Murray scores a lot in transition, even if it's not necessarily a fast break, but it's a long rebound or whatever it might be. He probes and he, he gets, tries to get places. And, you know, you're, you're not doubling him in those situations. You just got to try to stay in front of him and contest the shot. But that being said, there are things that you can do later in the shot. There's so many times the ball's out of bounds late in the shot clock that uh, you, you, can, you can throw a double at him or a cover down or, or whatever you want to do, uh, but run somebody at him. 
I just don't think you're going to do anything consistently because then it's real easy to make an adjustment. And you're right, Jokic will eat them alive. His ability to pass the ball or to come down and isolate in the post, uh, it's not going to work. They're going to have to have two or three things that they're going to spend time today working on that are based upon where the ball enters Jokic's hands, where the ball is in Murray's hand bringing up the court. And they've got to watch the film, but they're just going to have to commit to something the first half. And, you know, and, and I think sometimes you don't do anything early on. Uh, you just play it out, see how things evolve and what happens. Because if you show all your cards right from the beginning and you don't have anything left at the end when it's time to win a game, I mean, I, I just think you have two or three things you're going to do, and some of the things you're not going to do them in the first half, some things you might, and you make those kinds of adjustments. Because I watch, I listen to the guys talk, the coaching staff and the players, you know, and they – it, it, it was interesting that they all alluded to a certain degree about doubling. And yet I, I didn't see a whole lot of – did you see much doubling in that game with Murray? They said, you know, we, we, we tried to double him a couple times, but in transition. Well, regardless of what happened yesterday, they, they've got to have they, – they've got to have a plan, and this is a really, really bright group of coaches. They'll have a plan, whether it's coming out of dead balls, maybe it's in the second quarter – Maybe it's starting the second half, but you're doing things at different places on the floor. And you know, you don't want to have a hundred things that confuse the guys, but you can, these guys are all really, really smart, good players, great coaches. They can develop a scheme to get the ball out of Jamal Murray's hands at, at, at opportune times, at opportune times, significant times in the game. A lot of times with the game and the flow, they're just playing. It's difficult. You, you, they may have a rule. That you know, let's. Who would you want to play off of? Okay, so Jeremy Grant yesterday goes for 18. Now he, you know he's not an 18 a night guy. So there are some guys you you can play off. I mean, right now Porter has disappeared. You know, and and maybe it's off of Porter or Gary Harris who's in the game. Uh, you know, they play off of him. So they'll play off certain players and take a chance there. But I can just see, you know, it's just maybe it's six, seven, eight possessions in a game could be the difference between winning and losing. So that's that's what I see happening. Uh, again, it's not just going to be, hey, we're going to come double them every time. Because once they start seeing it a couple times, you're exactly right. They will joke that you will just tear it apart and there'll be layups. So it's got to come out of dead balls, timeouts, uh, situations where, uh, you know, you have a chance to talk to your guys. And then there'll be some things throughout the game after free throws, again, dead ball situations where uh, they do something just because he's so good in transition. He gets in the seams. And once he gets there, he's either going to score or, you know, somebody on his, te- his teammate will score because they, they have to help. So um, I, I, both, both Donovan Mitchell uh, and Jamal Murray are playing at such a high level. I don't think we're just going to assume and hope that they're going to come in and not make shots. Uh, they're competitors, they're great players. Uh, and, and I promise you that the Nuggets have the same concerns. I think if I'm the Nuggets and I'm looking at Mitchell, and, you know, Clarkson kind of had an off night. <clears throat> He's one for six from the three-point line. That, that hasn't happened very often. Ingles, one for four from the three-point. Nobody's expecting Joe to make a bunch of points. But when, when Joe can score 10 or 12 points and Clarkson has his normal 17 or 18 uh, Connolly and Mitchell have been really consistent. Gobert, 11. You know, I think they could be – Jazz were just better offensively themselves. They win the game. They had, a, they had a lead. 
They played well at times, and we wouldn't be talking about Jamal Murray, but you, you're talking about Clarkson, Ingles, and Gobert, who uh, really could have done more and, and had open looks, and they just didn't go down. Steve, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes. And remember, I, I wasn't going to bring up the Pepsi Center. <laughs> have a great day, guys.